10 minutes, 10 days, 10 actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to episode 28 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast, where each week we pick a topic, or sometimes you do, however it works, and we try and delve into that with a bit more detail, give you some tips, give you some advice, give you a bit more information so that hopefully you'll make a bit more from the budget that you might be using. Now, my name's Matt Pollard and my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. I am joined by my fellow co-host. I'm saying it as slowly as possible because during the course of my introduction, he's got up, wandered off, probably switched the cricket on, checked the scores and come and sat back down again. It is the wonderful... Oh, he's got it, he's got it on his iPad. So we have his undivided attention during this topic. It is the, one, it is the wonderful Chris Roxburgh from My Marketing Guy. How are we doing, Chris? I'm fine, thank you very much, Mark. Yes, good to see you all again. I'm, I'm just a bit concerned about the flaring around the, the edge of my screen. That was that was what I was distracted by. Nothing to do with the test match. <laughs> it's because you're hot, that's what the flaring is. <laughs> Another I thought per- it was an aura, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that a smell, or are we talking about a spiritual <laughs> sense? Oh, no, spiritual. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now you've just heard a dulcet tones. Then another hot property in the form of uh, to sum it up's Elaine Atherton. How are we doing, Elaine? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, great to be back. Really looking forward to talking to you, Alistair. <laughs> oh, well, you've just spoiled me intro there, Elaine. Every single time you two. Just for a word of warning, guys, if you listen to this podcast and you want to watch a film in the cinema and you don't know what you don't want to know the ending before it happens, by no means go anywhere near these two because they can't hold their own water when it comes to spoilers. <laughs> uh, so, having having spoiled that wonderful introduction that I was building up to, we do have another guest. He's waiting in the wings, very patiently, for us to stop babbling on. This week we decided to turn on to a topic that, again, I think is probably more out of our expertise in terms of how to do it. Uh, So we thought we'd get someone in who actually knows what they're talking about. And it's the old pay-per-click, which probably everybody's heard of, but is probably ill-understood. And so we have the wonderful Alistair Nash from Diva. Is that Diva? Diva Digital, yeah. Uh, from Diva Digital, who's going to explain all. How are you doing, Alistair? Not too bad, thanks. Yeah, I'd just say Diva is D-E-V-A, because I always get mistaken for um, a temperamental opera singer if people don't see it written down. <laughs> so there we are. I'm not a Diva, but yeah, it, it is Diva. But yeah, I'm, I'm not bad, thanks, Mark. Well, there's only room for one Diva on this show, and that's Chris. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> now, Gosh, or what? <laughs> so, Alistair, uh, we're going to be talking about pay-per-click today. Uh, do you want to just give people a rough idea of what it is that we mean by that phrase and where we're going to be going on this little podcast journey of ours? Yeah, so with pay-per-click, advertising, um, online, it's mainly you're going to hear about it from sort of likes of Google, Google Ads, and it's you're essentially paying to be in the Google search results and other people to click on your link and um, your website, essentially. And that's sort of, that was the, the initial basic concept, and it's kind of grown into quite a large market in, its, in itself now. And when when we talk about Google, what do we mean? I, I, I suppose let's let's break it down for the most basic of people who might be dealing with this uh, um, from a, like a non-IT. They might not be very technologically orientated. What is it you're doing and how is it that you're t- trying to attract attention? Yeah, so I suppose the the main or the, sort of the biggest part of it is sort of the search results. So obviously if you open up, Google in your browser, um, and you search for a, a term that you're something that you're interested in, so something like podcast, diva podcasts, <laughs> you know, something like accountants near me, whatever it is. Um, and then usually, the, if you're on your desktop or your laptop, your first four results on Google, so that's the first four sort of unique sort of website links on there. They'll be paid ads, and that's essentially what I do. You. If you want to appear on those, you essentially you're bidding to 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 appear there. So you might say, "Yeah, it's worth me paying two pounds to be on the term podcast." And then, if that's bids high enough, you will appear, hopefully, in that top four um, spot. So you're obviously hopefully to capture the attention of people that are looking for podcasts. You have a podcast, you want them on your website. Okay, so it's the top four, and they usually have the little ad box, don't they, next to the link itself, just to let you know, and then everything below, that's sort of the natural order of things. Yeah, so the top four are, are paid. There's usually, it can, it does vary. Sometimes you'll see three, sometimes you'll see four. Yeah, there's a little ad. It says ad on the left-hand side. And then, yeah, usually the next 10 underneath that are organic. That, again, can be less because there's, more things in the search results now if you've got maps and stuff going on and then there'll actually be more paid ads at the bottom so usually the bottom two or three will be paid ads again as well um, obviously there are people bidding less to be in those spots uh, chris what's your experience with pay-per-click have you ever used it before well this is what i'm just thinking because i've looked forward to to this particular podcast because i've all, always been a little should we say, afraid of, of using pay-per-click? I'm hoping to hear a bit of an idiot's guide to, uh, to pay-per-click from, from Alistair. And, and I'm also hoping to hear that you don't need the incredibly deep pockets that's always been my uh, suspicion that you need. For, for I suppose the deeper the pockets, the better the results. But, but if, you are, if you're on a limited budget, Alistair, is it possible to achieve decent results? Yeah, it certainly can be. I mean, it's very um, industry specific. If you are quite a, a niche industry, and there's not a lot of competition sort of bidding for your the keywords that you would want to uh, your ad to appear for, then you can get good results. If it's kind of a highly competitive 
industry and you might be paying quite a lot per click that can vary that's kind of what the factor is so some industries you can pay you know even 20 50p for a click usually you're probably talking a couple of pounds and then it can go up you know sort of exponentially from that so some industries would be seven to ten pounds and then some that i've worked in have been 50 pounds for a click so it's kind of you know it, it it really varies so obviously if you want to spend you know a small amount per month and you're adding your, your clicks of 50 pounds then you're probably not going to get a lot of results from it but if they're yeah. 20p then then you can so yeah it, it can be very industry specific and have you ever had to go doing this Elaine? Ah, a long time ago but when i was working with another company so so i didn't really get my head around it because i didn't really need to get my head around it i just had to work on what the content was going to be and why we were going to do it so um, so equally like Chris, really, I'm very interested and intrigued as, as to um, you know, who uses it, because I think probably I might, you know, be um, off on a tangent, but I think probably most people think it's bigger companies that would use it, I would say. But and actually, you know, maybe that's not the case. So I'm really interested in, in, in hearing more about that, really. It's it's very much like getting a having an advertising budget put aside, isn't it, really, Alistair? My, my experience of pay-per-click to begin with was owning a law firm. And I think I once heard someone describe law and the legal sector as Google's cash cow. And I think I got, <laughs> I think I got a £100 gift voucher generously donated to me by Google, which I think had been used up using the key legal terms in the side of about five seconds and probably constituted zero beneficial work. So it was clearly established that unless I was a billionaire, it was highly unlikely I was going to be able to afford a budget that made it necessarily worthwhile for law. But there are, I mean, there are lots of ways, and it's quite a complex process, isn't it? The whole creating the advert there's an awful lot to it there's not just a case of uh, using the example i just gave there about google giving you a voucher and they sometimes do don't they there's 30 quid throw it as in a paper click type in what your business is throw in your domain name and happy days you're often often flying it, it, it doesn't work like that does it <laughs> it kind of does and it doesn't i mean you can do that I it's mean, a good it's... way of wasting your 30 quid voucher isn't it <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, it's sort of designed to be fairly easy to set up. If you want to just get something set up, you can. But if you want to sort of do something effective with it, then it's probably a different story and you kind of need more sort of knowledge about how it how it works and sort of how to, to set it up. A lot of people, they'll say, okay, I want these keywords. And then you can kind of enter that and you can start bidding on them pretty quickly. But then you'll probably find that your budget's disappeared very quickly quickly as well so yeah it's it's definitely there's a lot I can go into it. there's a lot of different factors that you need to consider so a lot of people sort of don't realize that you can base your ads on sort of geography so location if you had a law firm in a specific part of the country that you wanted to um uh, you only wanted to target local local clients then you would focus your ad spend in that area and if you don't then your ads is going to show for the whole of the UK or the whole of the world if you get it completely wrong so yeah there's there's a lots of little sort of settings and little things like that that can that can definitely waste your money if you don't do it properly the brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute as first impressions stick make the customer see your business in the right way 
Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. And what are the specific benefits of these paid ads? Because I guess, and this is a sort of follow-on question, what's the difference between the pay-per-click and the benefits, I suppose, of the the SEO, the search engine optimization? Because we explained at the outset there's four places at the top for the paid-for ads, and then subject to how you optimize your search engine rankings you might then appear below there not too far off but of course they are two very different skill sets yeah yeah definitely i mean some of the benefits of the paid ads would be you know you're completely flexible so you basically control sort of when they appear so you could have a specific campaign that you're running for a week or two if you've had a special promotion going on or if you only wanted your ads to show during office hours, you can do that, or a specific other time of day that you might be interested in just the evening or something like that. For example, as I mentioned, the geography is quite a big thing. So if you rank on if you rank organically for a search term, then you're probably going to rank on Google for the whole country potentially. Whereas you can target specific areas with your paid ads. You can get immediate results as well. SEO can be a process that can take a long time, especially depending if you're in a competitive industry. Whereas PPC, if you're bidding enough, you can you can be up there the next day. And you tend to be able to capture really sort of high intent searches. You know, there's not many places where you can find people that are searching, basically ready to, to buy something there and then if, if they have the need. So, I mean, people will search for like things that they need, they need now. And, you know, you can show your ad to them and, and get them onto your website and use that that intent that they have which is you can't do in many other forms of marketing uh, we- uh alistair could i could i sorry mark mm-hmm. um could, could could i ask you the the research stage is pr- presumably pretty critical to 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 identify what uh, what keywords you should be using and so on and so forth is that a stage work that you should really concentrate on and get absolutely right before involving any wallet production? It's sort of yes and no again. I mean, it's always good to have a good place to start. I mean, I find that a business owner tends to have an immense amount of knowledge about their own industry and that would be, they will tend to have, know a good starting point of, of what keywords are going to work for their business. And then you can sort of expand on that. And then there's also, there's always an element of, of testing um, with anything because you, so you're always surprised by what actually works. So you kind of try sort of a broader set of, of keywords initially and you find what works and then get more efficient over time, sort of focusing on, on what works and trying to find more of, more of that. So yeah, I mean, it is important to get your initial sort of set of keywords right but it's also just as important to sort of test things that are outside what you actually think as well. Because there is a difference between what you as a business owner might think and what customers actually think. I've found over the years there's, there's an absolute world of difference. You know, Customers can, can search for some fairly basic terms. When you're thinking up there, 
and but customers coming in at a, a very base level possibly uh, using language that um, i mean if you take the law that's a, an ideal case in point power of attorney that might be a, a great keyword but an average joe might might think I want to protect my assets if I'm incapable and wouldn't know the phrase power of attorney. So it's a way of finding out what people search for. Yeah, there are um, sort of keyword tools out there. I mean, Google Ads has its own sort of one called Keyword Planner and you can essentially put keywords ideas in that you think might work and then you can you can get sort of idea on sort of volume of searches that comes in. I'll give you suggestions on sort of other related keywords as well. And you can sort of see by search volumes, which ones are the popular. You can use Google Trends as well. I don't know if you've ever looked at that, that kind of, you can put word terms into there and, and it'll show you how that search term has sort of progressed over time or how many searches it's got over the last three years or whatever date range you put in. So yeah, you can definitely do do research. And I, yeah, it's it's kind of like you don't want to be it's not going to be the complex terms that are necessarily going to um, be the right ones. It, it does tend to be more sort of simple terms that people would just probably two, three words that people are typing in quickly into a browser. Yeah. Now, when, yeah. when, when Chris asked that question, Elaine, about the benefit of doing some pre-work to establish what you're looking for, I think both you and I were probably sitting there going, well, we can answer that question because... I suspect our answer would have been absolutely. You do need to, uh, but certainly on the basis that if you're getting charged every time someone's clicking on that link, you need to make sure that it's the right people, the people who you want, who are potentially going to want that specific service. And that boils down to some of the topics that we've touched on previously, like segmenting and putting a marketing plan together. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, th I think the, um, and I'm, I'm basing this on, Funnily enough, a conversation I had this morning, really, about somebody who's she uh, her, she's got lots of different services she offers, and she's trying to sort of hone in on a, a client avatar and who that is, and she's she was struggling with it really. So so we, I sort of came at it another way and said, but let's because she's trying to almost get like one size fits all these services or one person, and they don't do they that you know we all we all offer services and. All those services are not going to be the right service for every everybody. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, to put that put what you just said into her world is, if your your ad or you're focusing on a certain type of client or type of service, then it just needs to be specific for that type of thing. Rather than we can be too broad. I think that's the risk with any type of advertising, isn't it? We're trying to capture too many people and think oh well it could be this it could be that actually it's far better to keep trying different ones and focusing on specific types of people for that service and who is that person who would want that service we'd get greater success so so yeah absolutely with you there mark and i still think it is as, as much as it probably shouldn't be a struggle for people it's one of the biggest hurdles people get over at the start of a business they really struggle to to, to narrow it down because they're constantly hearing, well, who are you speaking to? And the truth is, you're not just speaking to one person. That's, you're not, if you're offering more than one, so unless you've got one service and it is totally for a particular type of person, we can all have lots of different avatars and therefore we need different language for each type of avatar. Because it's free to 
sit down and figure out what client you want. Unless, of course, you want to hire a professional like us, guys, and therefore we charge you a very reasonable amount to achieve a massive amount. Otherwise, Alistair, you are kind of throwing money around willy-nilly, really, because, like you say, there is an element of trial and error, even when you've got a specific plan, because you might go in and you're too specific and you end up not getting enough traction and you need to broaden the horizons the other way is that even though you might think you're being quite specific it's still quite a broad criteria that you're using and so you need to hone it in a little bit further still and all of and sorry and all of this essentially costs you money whilst you're finding out these answers it does yeah and you you obviously probably favor being more narrow at, at the beginning, I'd say, rather than, I mean, it does depend on what your costs are. If you're paying not much money per click, then you can afford to sort of do a bit more testing. But if it's kind of going to be expensive for you, then you you definitely want to get it right sooner rather than later. So a good place to start is, is kind of usually um, if you see your competitors um, bidding on certain terms, and then they tend to be the sort of, ones in your industry that have the slightly higher cost per click you know that they're probably keywords that work so you don't necessarily want to go for the cheapest one in your industry you kind of because you know the more expensive ones are the ones that are working otherwise people wouldn't be paying for them so that's kind of a good place to start and you can um you can build you can build from there so i'm sort of guessing alistair then as part of the the service that you provide again it'll vary on depending on what the person needs so if somebody came to you and said listen i've got money i want to spend on this i'm you know i've, I've got these three different services I'm, re- I'm going to focus on this one would you help me build my words and do do that that's part of what you do as well is it so uh, then i know you can go on and implement it all obviously but do you help them with it as well yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the sort of keyword research and everything is something that would always be done up front. And that's yeah, working with the client because um, they've obviously got the business knowledge. I've got the knowledge of what keywords sort of tend to work because you'll find certain types of keywords will work better than, than others. And you, you kind of don't want, like if someone's asking a very broad question, you probably don't want to be, be there because they're probably um, a bit, they're sort of top of funnel, basically. So you, you don't necessarily want to do that. So yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I do before we start any any campaign from scratch or any account would be to uh, to do some uh, some research with the client. And is it like like an initial consultation where you'll help them talk through what they might want to focus on, or to give them a rough idea of of what they can achieve and what sorts of budget they will need before they start out. Yeah, um, I mean, as I mentioned, as keyword tools before, you can get a rough idea of what your sort of costs are going to be, and if certain budgets would be unrealistic, you can just say at that stage, um, and you can sort of say, okay, this is how many potential clicks you're, you're going to get for X amount of budget, and then there's also a side of it because it depends on how well your website converts that traffic into into leads or into sales, uh, whatever you're focused on. And that'll depend. That'll be a big factor in how well your uh, your campaign is going to do. Because conversion rate is really is really important. So if you're say 
you've got Google Analytics on your website and you can see that your conversion rate is say 10%, you know, your your ads are going to be a lot more effective or your campaign's going to be a lot more efficient than if your conversion rate was 5%. So so yeah, that that can factor into it as well, just to see how realistic it is based on on the budget and based on the industry and the market. And do you go through that with them? with the Google Analytics element to look at what the conversion rate is from the outset to either manage their expectations or to perhaps give them a heads up that they might want to do A, B and C in order to most benefit from a campaign? Yeah, I mean, usually I would kind of go away, do some analysis myself, and then I'd come back and sort of present present what I've what I can see, I mean, one of the things is Google Analytics might not necessarily be set up to sort of track conversion, things like that, which is one of the things that one of the hurdles that you, you come across. So you might have to set that up, but there's, there's, there's other ways around it because people tend to know how many leads they're getting. So yeah, it, it can be kind of hard to work out conversion rate sometime, but ideally that's, that's what I would do. I would take a look at all the, the sort of the pre-existing data before and, and sort of work from there. And what's what are some of the more successful campaigns that you've been involved in? Which ones have had some amazing track? You've sat there and thought, wow, that was money well spent. Or is that is that letting a cat out of the bag? <laughs> it I mean it it depends really. I mean it, it also depends on on what what the, the goal is at, at the end of the day. I mean, sometimes it can be to to generate a lot of leads. So you can capture a lot of email addresses and, and you can, and you, that's, you know, success. And then sometimes it's, you know, getting a really um, strong ROI. So it, it kind of, it kind of depends. I mean, it always surprises me sort of what industries do do well um, on PPC, some that you wouldn't necessarily expect, especially some, some really niche industries. Go on, give um, us some examples. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of some now, really, off the top of my head. Anything you can think of, probably, they're, they're probably doing some sort of BBC. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of different examples, um, which I can't think of any at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> my well, mind has gone completely blank. <laughs> just, just at the moment, we're coming out of... Well, we're not actually. We're we're in and out of of COVID and the lockdown situation, and and we we don't really know where we stand. Business is flailing around. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. Now, I'm fairly confident that that a pay per click campaign would help some of those companies uh, generate leads to 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 get back on a a bit of an even keel. But what would be your advice to to Let's say a small company emerging into the into what they think is daylight. There are shafts of daylight anyway after COVID uh, in terms of in terms of lead generation using pay per click. Bear in mind, small company not used it before, bit nervous about it. What what's the step by step process that you would recommend? So first, definitely take a look and make sure that it is an affordable option said so look at those look at what keywords sort of keywords be interested in and bidding on and then seeing what the cost of those would be and see if it's realistic within budget and then you can do research as say around competitors you can sort of um, i mean obviously you'll have no sort of pre-existing data around how effective a campaign might be but you can kind of make 
some guesses. And then I think you really need to, if you are just starting from scratch and you're, you're sort of uncertain, you can you can start quite small um, and then sort of build up, um, I think is the best way. So you might want to bid on a few terms, a few keywords um, initially, see how, see how it works. And then you can always build from there. How small yeah, is small in, in budgetary terms? I mean, it, it depends. I've seen people spend as little as sort of twenty pounds a month and actually generate business from it. At that sort of range, it doesn't. It's not cost effective to have me or, no. or anyone really man, no. managing the the account. So, sort of around three to five hundred pounds a month would probably be like a good sort of starting point if you wanted to. Um, I mean, again, it depends on. It depends on industry. It could be as little as sort of 100, 200 pounds, um, depends on how much you're paying for the for the clicks. But yeah, so that's that sort of test budget of sort of between 100 and sort of 300 pounds. You you could, if you were a, a small business, you could sort of get away with that. I think. Okay. Thank you. I had a question. I've forgotten it. <laughs> well, well, can, can I ask a supplementary? Yes, please case? do. And I'm sorry if it's just dropped into your head as well, Elaine. But um, you've mentioned a couple of times now, find out what your what your competitors' search terms are. Now, for Mr. Thicky here, how do you do that? Are you talking about me there, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> if the cap fits. <laughs> Snuggly. I'm glad you asked the question. I'm listening. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there are um, sort of specific tools that you can use. Uh, they tend to be kind of more expensive sort of subscription ones that will give you sort of um, ideas on. You can put your competitor URLs in. They'll give you um, keyword ideas based on sort of what they think they're doing. But also you can, if you think of, if you do your keyword research and you have a certain number of keywords in mind, you, you do a search on Google basically and you see if your if your competitors are also showing that, or if the people who are also bidding on those terms are in in your market. I mean, it might find you might find that there's hardly anyone bidding on the keywords that that you want, which could be a bad thing if it's just not really a viable uh, keyword, or it could just be no one else in your industry is there, which is happy days because you can be get really good results from from not much budget. So, yeah, it's really just. It's about that research again and just finding the keywords that you think are going to be work for your business and then actually just getting on Google and just searching for them and just seeing who's seeing who else is there. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. Can I just circle back to one of the things you mentioned earlier about the budget? Uh, when you say that you're bidding to get onto that sort of four advertising slots and you're bidding to get in there 
if you're not bidding enough, does that mean that if you, say, had a budget of £20, you're essentially always going to have a budget of £20 because Google, you're going to keep on losing that bidding war? Or will Google eventually let you in to advertise at, at some point? How, how does that work? So the bidding, if you're not bidding high enough to even appear in the results, you just, you won't, it won't cost you anything essentially because you, you, it's kind of a strange way it works because you, you sort of bid for a position, but then you pay only if someone clicks um, on your ad. So it's kind of, but yeah, if you're not bidding high enough, you, you, you never show, you'll, you'll never pay. So you'll kind of just, if that was the case, you'll probably steadily increase your bids over time. So you, you get something um, at some point. So if you, but if you, for example, you could bid extremely high and just get one click and then your budget is spent and then, you know, that's you the day then. So it's kind of, yeah, you have to balance what your budget is and what your sort of bidding is to get the uh, to get the best results for you. Don't board well for my Yorkshire jeans, does it, Elaine? That I have to crack open the uh, the wallet to spend a bit more than somebody else. <laughs> I know, it's like, ooh, I've got to think about that one. It's like oh, going against my natural instinct of about 5,000 years worth of breeding there. <laughs> Alistair, can you shed can you shed some light on the 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 myth? Uh, it might have been a myth many years ago. In fact, it was certainly one that was much discussed in an earlier life with, with me when we we did run a, a pay per click campaign, and we just got the impression that that our competitors were sitting there going click. Can you can you explain whether whether or not that's fact or fiction? There will be. There's always an element of that. Wow, that's outrageous. Um, But I think the way it works now is if there is sort of activity like that detected, if it's kind of. A regular thing, you get a lot of clicks from a certain IP address. Yes. Um, then that IP address will be um, sort of blocked, or at least those clicks don't. You don't actually pay for those clicks. So it's definitely, yeah, it's better than it was. It used to be, yeah, kind of very much like if someone's clicking on your ads, you're gonna you're gonna pay for that, and your competitors could technically be sitting there clicking and working your budget down. But I think it's it's a lot less likely to happen now. It might be. A couple of clicks might get through, but you tend to block it fairly quickly. Ooh, That's very I, reassuring. Thank you. I'd want Google to go so around and pull the fingers Chris, off. <laughs> so don't waste your time doing it then, Chris. Because no, honestly. it wasn't me. No, <laughs> no. I'm joking. No. It no, no. I mean, in all seriousness, it wouldn't have surprised me if that that certainly happened in the legal sector i mean my experience of pay-per-click and indeed seo for the legal sector was just obscene i mean the money you had to spend in order to get some sort of proper return just to get your head above a pulpit even just fractionally certainly against the big boys was just just mental yeah and there's there are actually third-party software that will sort of do that that thing for you so you install it on your website and then they it's like an extra layer of protection. They sort of detect that sort of activity against based on sort of IP addresses. And sort of they have a list of IP addresses of sort of like fraudulent companies and things like that. So then you, you sort of block them, but you only sort of block them after the fact kind of thing. So it's after they visited your website. Yeah. So yeah. it just kind of prevents them from coming back. 
I want to go back and go around to their uh, office and ask me for me 50p back. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, one of the one of the things you come across, especially if you're working in a slightly larger company, is your own staff clicking on your ads um, because oh. they, <laughs> they if, if they want to get to the um, company website, they might just search for the company and they don't realize the top results and ads and you, you click and you end up spending a certain amount of money just from your own staff. So you kind of have to let everyone know that, yeah, please don't kick. Oh my God, <laughs> it's like faulty towers that, isn't it? <laughs> And have oh, you have you have you done a, a, a have you done a campaign where that's actually happened then, where the the money's just oh, disappeared and you've you've looked at it and you've gone, no, there must be some reason why this has gone so quickly, whether it be a competitor, or whether it be some numbskull in the office who's just too lazy to to recall what the web's address is. Definitely, yeah, both of those. Like sometimes you would see, especially if you're sort of like starting. Um, you're like you're sort of like a new competitor, I guess, in in a certain um, auction. Then you notice I, I've noticed sometimes you'll get like you've, your ad's been shown four times and you've got like three clicks, which is kind of a bit suspicious. So you might see as like click through rate is basically how um, often your uh, it's a percentage of how much your ad gets clicked. So if that's abnormally high, then you can sort of think that might be something suspicious going on there. And also, yeah, I've come across yeah staff members clicking on ads, but it's usually it's usually not too costly because it's usually the brand term. So you, they'll bid on, they'll just search for your business to find your own website <laughs> rather than save it in a browser. So brand terms tend to not be as expensive because it's your own brand. You kind of you kind of get a good cost per click on that. But yeah, no, that definitely it definitely happens. This will perk both Chris and Elaine's attentions. Uh, we we've spoken about in previous episodes Google Analytics and the huge array of information. I mean, it's just endless. You can have as much or as little information as you want for Google Analytics and to look at the audiences to your website. Is there a similar kind of analytical benefit when it comes to the pay per click? Because again, if you're doing it through Google, one assumes they tie nicely into analytics. Yeah, I mean, there's a direct connection you can you can connect your google analytics account to your google ads account and then you can essentially get your google analytics data for specific keywords so you get bounce rate time on site that sort of thing for the, the keywords that you're um, bidding on and also it works the other way so your google ads data gets pushed into google analytics and then yeah you can do a lot more sort of clever analysis with the Google Analytics data. And you can also push your um, the goals that you have, any goals or conversions that you have in analytics, you can also put, push them into, into Google Ads as well. So if you set up, you know, you're tracking your thank you page, you'll be able to see what keywords have, have triggered that. So that's how you can sort of track how effective your, your ads are being. And there's an awful lot of complexity to it, which I think we've well and truly established so far we've mentioned obviously that an expert like you can help manage those campaigns you've also mentioned that there is sort of a minimum budget where it actually becomes worthwhile using your services do you charge then in addition to what that campaign sum will be how how do you does it work using someone like yourself yeah so generally if you're using me on a monthly basis to actually manage and run the account 
then there'll be a monthly fee from me, which would be on top of your ad spend. If it's a smaller account, I, a smaller account, it's not worth me being there managing it all the time. I can also do a sort of, I can set the account up for a one-off uh, sort of setup fee as well. And then that would be probably more efficient than if you set it up yourself as well. So yeah, there can be, but yeah, it, it does depend on the size of your budget as well. So obviously if you're spending £10,000 a month, there's a lot more work that goes into that. So that my fee will be bigger if the budget's bigger essentially. And how's your fee calculated? I mean, I don't, I don't want you to have to disclose information that you're, you're not comfortable airing in the public domain, but certainly for even the likes of myself, I'm, I'm always hesitant to use services if I don't fully understand how much it's likely to cost me. You've sort of given a, a ballpark figure of three to £500 being a, a monthly budget that that is worthwhile doing in order to use your services or indeed to make it worthwhile to make it your to make it worthwhile for you but what sort of additional fees are you going to then have to factor into your budget to use your services for a budget of three to five hundred pounds is do you go based on uh, an hourly rate or is there like a percentage based on on the amount that they're trying to spend How, how does it work yeah, so it, it kind of works out at smaller budgets at, at an hourly an hourly rate, really, a sort of a, a day rate of it based on how much management the, the campaign's going to need. Because the way I manage it is if, if I'm managing sort of, if it's a campaign and you say spending £500 a month, you know, I'll be in there every day and just making optimizations or changes, just making sure that everything's running smoothly so yeah it depends on on budget and it is based on how much time it takes to to manage it essentially right and what sort of hourly rates are you do you normally work by um so my day rate i work off is sort of 250 pounds a day um yeah so it's kind of based worked around that got you uh, because I, I i know sometimes it's it's a sensitive topic knowing but uh, i've always been quite a, a strong believer that if i don't if it, if well so I, I only i always go by how i react as a consumer where when i don't know what something is likely to cost i my natural inclination perhaps going back to the yorkshireness in me uh, is to just step away from it i get, I get nervous i don't want to necessarily ask the question because if I'm assuming it's going to be too expensive, I'm I, I'm not I'm not going to waste my time, and and generally I'm I'm very conscious of not wasting somebody else's time as well. So yeah. I, I I guess that's that's where I'm coming from. With that does anyone else have any more questions for Alistair? No, I just I agree with what you're saying there, Mark. Because I think actually it can work both ways, can't it? Because we can actually, you know, have this price that we think, oh God, it's probably going to cost a fortune. I probably would have thought it would have cost more than that, if I'm honest. If somebody said to me, well, how much a day? And again, as you say, it goes back to how how much work you can do in that time and all of that. But uh, we we can, can, most people tend to think it's going to cost them a lot more than it is. So I think that's, it's, it's always quite good to give an indicator, isn't it, of... Of, of the cost because for the right type of business without doubt it's based on what you've said it's clearly something that's a good investment isn't it but only in my mind if you've got someone who knows what they're doing because it could it's like any type of advertising on social media 
if you don't know what you're doing, you can waste an awful lot of money. And is there, a, is there any link between doing a pay-per-click campaign and social media and what you do on social media? Is the way of linking the two? Is there some interaction that boosts it, benefits it? What can you be doing to help give your pay-per-click a better chance? Or is that just quite simply they have to be looked at in isolation? Yeah, social, I would say it's, yeah, it's kind of two, two different two different things. I'm, I'm not sure that you can do anything that's going to necessarily increase your your PPC. I think what with social, what might, you might do is that you might generate more people searching for your brand. So if you're paying for your, for your brand term, you'll, you'll see a, a natural sort of boost there if more people are searching for you because they've seen you via social media. But that's probably the only thing that I can really see. That's kind of a crossover there. That would make sense, Alistair, because the, the more awareness you can you can create, the more likelihood is people are going to going to be going searching for you. So I can I can see how any sort of advertising campaign could complement pay per click. It's just a, just that awareness factor, isn't it? Yeah, and if people have come across your um, your brand before, they've seen you on social media, and then they see your URL in the search results, then you're actually probably more likely to get that click if you're That's a familiar right. brand. So yeah, yeah, it definitely branding in general is going to benefit benefit that. Yeah. Oh, we like you, Alistair. We love the word branding. <laughs> right right, right up my street. Give me a shout, people. <laughs> Shameless plug. Oh, from my point of view, sort of wrapping my head around it, I. It is absolutely clear to me, which it sort of was before, that you, it's not sort of the sort of thing you just dash into without knowledge, is it? I'd, I, well, I think you'd be very unwise to do that and think, oh, I'll have a little dabble, not unless you had money to just you know, get rid of. So it, it's an, there's an expertise to it and based on knowledge, obviously, and your experiences. And so, um, yeah, definitely from my point of view, if I was looking for it, something like that, I would certainly be heading to someone like you, Alistair, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, I'll just give this a little whirl and see how I get on. Although I'm, you know, pretty good at having a dabble at this and dabble at that, but it's not something I would go into without um, without the, the advice from an expert and spend my money with that expert. So, yeah. And what so. about you, Chris? Are you inclined to dabble? I, I am a dabbler, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's cost me a fortune over the years. <laughs> no, I, I think um, probably one of the reasons I haven't spent an awful lot of money during the consultancy days on, on paperclip click is that I, I just haven't understood it. Today has been fabulous, actually, because I think Alice has taken some of the mystique out of it for me anyway and it's something i might might have a, a review of and, and get in touch yes indeed well alistair if people do want to get in touch with you to find out more or to use your services how can they get in touch yeah so you can um get in touch via linkedin so just search alistair nash on linkedin or you can go to dvdigital.marketing website as well get in touch that way Great. We'll stick all the information in the show notes. So if you didn't have a pen to hand, then you can go and check those out there. Um, if you have any questions as well for Alistair or indeed for any of the team, then you can get in touch with us at gofish at thepodstation.co.uk. You can also direct message us on 
social media on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, if you like the page as well, you can get loads of useful content. We'd love you to give us some five-star reviews. We're on all of the major podcast platforms. If you listen to it, one assumes you've already found us. If you subscribe, you will make sure that the next show will land very safely and easily and automatically onto your device of your choosing which is always nice Uh, but reviews do help they give us a little bit more exposure so more people might find these this show and hopefully benefit from the content so alistair thank you very much for your time today it's been a very useful and fascinating uh episode elaine chris thank you as always for your wonderful assistance as our host thank you mark thank you alistair and we will uh, catch you all next time guys see you later get social at go underscore fish marketing on instagram facebook and twitter